Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Be The Frequency podcast. I'm your host, Shalane Carter, and this podcast is the perfect convergence of all things health, wealth, quantum physics, and spirituality. I help bring you practical tools to be able to understand and utilize the subtle energy realms to work for you to create the most abundant life. I have been everything from a single mom living off food stamps, being a makeup artist and feeling so lost, to building a six-figure business, attracting the love of my life, traveling the world and feeling incredibly aligned with my purpose here on earth. With my background in healing and being on the road to getting my PhD in integrative medicine myself, along with many other incredible guests are going to share with you how to actually change your habits and shift your frequency so you can begin to live the life that you know you were meant to. Are you ready to take the quantum leap? Let's do this. Hey everybody, this is your host, Shalane Carter of the Be The Frequency podcast. I am in this weird place of um, Lots of things kind of changing in my life. Both my kids go back to school tomorrow, which is very exciting. I'm sure a lot of you are kind of feeling that, especially if you're a parent, um, that the the uh, experience during summer versus the experience once they go back to school is very different. And in, in kind of my unique circumstance, I went from kind of picking up and taking kids to school uh, every day, two different schools. So a large chunk of my day was was uh, occupied by this. So I'm in this kind of weird space where I'm really excited for them and both of them will be in middle school. So really excited for them for that. Um, but also recognizing I'm gonna have hours of my life back, you guys. So, which is really, really cool. Um, but I, I recently had, um, I, I wanted to share this with you just because I recognize I'm going to have a lot more time. So I wanna make sure that I'm recording podcasts and really giving you um, the information that and giving you information that you can utilize right away um, and implement into your life. I recently had a TikTok go viral, which is very cool. Um, and viral is different to everybody. So for my business clients, if you guys are not aware, I have a program called the Soul Alignment Accelerator. And I specifically work with entrepreneurs. We work on entrepreneurship is one of the deepest um, healing journeys. Um, I feel like put that right alongside like romantic relationships and children that you can have for spiritual growth and for um, growth of self because it really does unearth a lot of your feelings around, um, you know, worthiness around your uh confidence around money around your relationships to others around connection community which is a, these are large parts of the way that we live so so anyways the the soul alignment accelerator i actually have two open spots right now so if that's something you are interested in what we do i just want to kind of give a little blurb before i tell you the story um, what we do in the Soul Alignment Accelerator, it is a six-month program, so you do have to commit for six months, but really what, what happens is inside of it, we look into your business, and I have you assess, we kind of assess what's going on, where some of the, the energetic leaks are happening, 
and I help you build some strategy around marketing. I help you build out programs. Um, I've done it for people both online and in person. So, and I have experience with building both. So I'm very uniquely qualified in that in that sense. You know, a lot of people in the online space have a, a lot of online um, experience, um, but I've been in entrepreneurship for about a decade now. Um, actually, I think a little longer than that. So I think I'm coming up on 11 years here soon. So I, uh, I can, can kind of help with whatever you really got going on. So what we do is we do uh, a meeting every week and one healing session a month and then three of those are strategy sessions. So we really look at what's going on in your energetic body um, and your emotions around business, your emotions around life we do healing practices and rituals and kind of really set you up to feel very supported in entrepreneurship as well as building the practices and the systems around a balanced and regulated energetic body and that's the difference is most of us build businesses around an unbalanced energetic body and then we wonder why we hit burnout we wonder why we are attracting all the wrong clients we wonder why we can't really make any money all of these things so so that is is kind of what's going on right now. I have two of those spots. So if you are interested in that, you can uh, shoot me an email. Um, pretty simple, Shalane Carter at Gmail. You can find me on Instagram. Send me a message. We can have a chat. So uh, feel free to to reach out if you're if you're like, ooh, this might be for me because I kind of have a lot going on and I can't figure how to make it better and I'm tired of spinning my wheels. Um, that being said, I I recently had a, a TikTok go viral. So. When I work with my business clients, viral is a little bit different for everybody. Usually viral is a little bit more dependent on what your normal analytics are, what your normal views are, what your follower count or your audience size is, and really looking at viral compared to what, right? Somebody who has a million followers, something that is viral um, is going to have a million plus views. Now somebody who has you know, a thousand followers to have you know, 5,000 views when they only have 100, that is viral to them. So I started my TikTok, gosh, I, I've had it for a while now, but I really committed um, in June. I committed in June to really posting several times a day and I've really found it enjoyable. Um, and this is one of the things that, again, I look at when we work together in business is what, what elements of your business do you enjoy? What elements are feel like I have a lot of resistance around or a lot of friction around? Where's your zone of genius? Um, what do you hire out? All of those things. So I was finding that I recognized that Instagram was feeling a lot more like a full-time marketing and advertising job as well as um, being the service provider, it was just feeling very heavy for me. And so I was like, you know what? TikTok feel, I don't, TikTok really doesn't require or favor like long captions. Um, it's lots of fun trending sounds. It doesn't have to be serious. I can do, I was like, I'm just gonna start teaching on there. Um, so I just started recording videos and I found it so easy in a, a day to record somewhere upwards of like 30 videos because it just felt fun and I didn't have to write the captions at the time and and so I was like I was really committed to like oh, I think this might be an element of my business that I really am starting to, to want to include and I did a video um, specifically I'll, I'll link it in the, um, the show notes but the, the audio behind it is, it goes something like this. It's like, not funny, haha, 
funny child abuse. And so a lot of them are things that, um, you know, other people had used the sound to kind of, what you would kind of joke about in a social situation, but it really wasn't, a, it wasn't a joke. It actually created long-term effects. And so my, my captioning over the top of it was, um, and we can kind of, again, if you decide that you want to do the soul alignment accelerator, I teach you about a lot of things that, you know, help you be more favored in the algorithm. Um, as they start to shift, you know, how to implement them into your business, how to look for trends and all those things. So anyways, it just kind of has text over the, the entire screen for the video. And mine said, when your parents did not know how to regulate their emotions, so as a result, you're extremely empathic because you were also anticipating, quote unquote, what mood your parents were in. And what happens is I, I shared that and that got at this point now we are creeping up. Um, it's over 280,000 views, which was a lot for me because and and this is where you have to think like perspective. Um, I had all of, I think just, I think I had 180 followers, you guys, 180 followers. I really hadn't posted hardly any vote videos except for when I had started in June. So even though I was posting a couple of times a day, I really had only been working at this for a month, so to speak. Um, and the most views like anything had ever got was a thousand. So to jump all the way up to 280,000 was huge. And then I've had a couple others kind of do a, a jump as well. Not quite that high, but like 115,000, almost 19,000. So ones that are really getting higher, higher traction. And um, I got a lot, a lot of people resonated with that because they're like, holy shit. Um, and some people were like, I feel like everything in my childhood was trauma. And I was like, what an interesting perspective. Because in our society, trauma is terrible things, right? When we think trauma, we think sexual abuse. We think, you know, emotionally berating somebody. We think neglectful parents. We don't think that the perception of a three-year-old and their emotional capacity at that time could be traumatized by something as simple as a bedtime routine that they did not want to do. <laughs> could be as simple as, you know, making them finish their meal. Could be as simple as sharing your toys. Because at three years old, you do not have the language, the construct in which we communicate effectively and efficiently built up to be able to communicate your emotions, nor are most parents, so as a result, their children are not able to effectively communicate emotions either. So here's what happens, okay? Because yeah, childhood, you do obtain trauma. I'm gonna tell you right now, you have trauma, you have trapped emotions from childhood. It is okay, trauma is nothing. I mean, pe and then people get so caught up and I have to heal my trauma and like, it's all because, my you guys know, no, no, no. When I, I want to kind of deconstruct what trauma, the, the um, stigma and the stereotype 
that you are broken, that you are a victim, that life happened to you. That is not true. Okay, not true. There are things that did happen to you that you were not emotionally prepared for. And that's where I want to kind of address some of the, the comment section and to also be able to speak to what exactly is trauma. Because if you understand what trauma is, you'll understand it is nothing bad. It is just something that you um, obtain and and something a label that we're using for something that is not bad, but is something to learn from. It's something that we need to, it's showing us our patterns of coping mechanisms that are creating imbalances, distrust within our body, um, you know, dissonance instead of resonance. Okay. So, so trauma, and this is kind of a, a loose, um, uh, a loose definition, but basically it's, it, trauma is an experience that at the moment you could not emotionally handle, right? Your emotional capacity was not there. You could not emotionally handle. So in layman's terms, you saved it for later. It was stored to process at a later time. So if you actually look at the animal kingdom, animals, because they're, we, they don't have the kind of more analytical, critical thinking element of their brain, that we have as, as homo sapiens, um, they do not process emotions in the same way. They feel an emotion completely in the moment. If you ever watch animals, right, after a run, right, they might pant, they might shake, they, um, you know, they're, they're kind of getting things out, right? Maybe after they, they had, you know, a battle of some sort, they were competing for something, you know, they kind of shake it off and they do, they, they growl, they make noises. Humans actually do all of those things as well, but it is not societally acceptable to when you're experiencing heightened emotions. It, one of the things that I, one of the examples that I always think of is after giving birth to both of my children, your adrenaline is really high. And if you've ever had a car accident, like a bad car accident or something like that, where your adrenaline was really high, the come down, how many of you have noticeable change in temperature. Usually you're very, very cold and you're sweating or you're very, very hot, but you're like also feel the chills, right? This, this odd temperature regulation. You also have shaking a lot of times. It's a little bit uncontrollable. Also your bowels are affected, right? You have diarrhea or um, you can't go to the bathroom. Your bowels are affected. Um, so all of this is on purpose. Right, the hormone of adrenaline that's secreted, it's a way that, it's pro that you're trying to process. Now what happens is you have these heightened emotions, you have this experience where, again, it doesn't have to be huge. But if you are not emotionally able to experience what you're feeling, the emotions created in, the, in your brain, at that moment, your body stores them for later. That emotional surge that as a byproduct is has a biological process that then happens. You have a thought, your biology follows suit. Anytime you have recalled a memory and your body has then cried, you've then felt angry, you've then felt happy, that is proof that thoughts affect your 
physiology. And you think it's just in those elements because it's not as tangible and you can't see it, but there's so much happening on the inside of your other organs, things like that. So I use the extreme example of like after a car accident or after birth is because that's your adrenaline's high. It was very, very noticeable for me. Um, and I very much was like, I do not like this. <laughs> I remember being like, this is awful. Um, and just being very aware of my emotions. So rewind back to childhood, okay? You have a parent who is putting the child to bed. The child does not feel tired, right? They're, they're, maybe their biology doesn't feel tired. And they also have this idea, they're really wanting to play with whatever. In their brain, they've got all these imagination, you know, things that they're, gonna, they're trying to play out. And the parent is like, it is time for bed, it is time for bed. So an outside force that is really in charge of shaping and molding their perception of the world is telling that it, that it is time for bed, right? And maybe at this point you've asked them three or four or five times. I don't know, if you're a parent, you understand I, for whatever reason, the listening seems to only get better if you get upset, you know. I'm kind of being sarcastic, kind of being facetious. But, you know, you've asked them a couple of times, especially when they're small, three, four, they're like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want, you know, they, they've got other plans. So here, they have their own ideas about what they want to do. They have their own desires. They have their own um, ideas of, of what should be happening right now. And you as the parent are like, no, I see a better experience. Well, if they are so emotionally charged that that feels threatening to them, right? So you don't have to be super angry. You don't have to, but it may be something that you're like, nope, it's time. You like pick them up, pick them up from playing. It's time for bed. You put things up. They're upset. They're visibly like, oh, you know, crying and carrying on and all the things that kids do. And as a parent, you're like, I know this is best for you. But the child does not know how to communicate that this is not what they want. You are forcing them to do something that they don't want. Now, I'm not saying don't do that. I have done that. I've done it lots of times. In fact, as a parent, you recognize, you know what, the long-term benefits of you going to bed now, I see all of these things. It doesn't negate that the child is having an emotional experience that may not feel validated at the time. They may be having a lot of emotions that they don't know how to communicate, they don't know what to do with. And so all of that surge of energy has to go somewhere. And as the parent, you're like, enough, stop crying, we're going to bed, blah, blah, blah. And you're trying to settle them, distract them, whatever. Okay, so they just had this emotional surge. What happens? What happens? Sometimes that's fine, it's no big deal. But if it was that big of a deal to the child who could not communicate to you that it was a big deal, could then from there have trapped and stored emotion in the body. Trauma. Trauma over fucking one bedtime. <laughs> this could be one time, you guys. So I'm sharing this with you because I want you, if you are a parent, know this. You're going to give your child trauma. Number two. Trauma is not what people are making it to be. There is big T trauma, there is sexual abuse, there's physical abuse, there's terrible things that happen in the world. I am not talking about that. I am talking about you are doing the best that you can with the knowledge that you have. And as a result, at 24 years old, they are struggling 
emotionally. That does not mean that you did a bad job as a parent. In fact, the opposite. You were doing the best that you had and they, I have been told this by spirit over and over and over again. You choose your parents. So your child who's experiencing this chose you knowing that this may be the result. What you have given her and what is quote unquote trauma, small t, little things that they could not emotionally handle at the moment was something that they knew and possibly even signed up for because there was something in it for them. What develops then is coping mechanisms and things like that. Your job, I shouldn't say job, but one of the ways you really experience a deeper quality of life, a deeper awareness of purpose, a, a more abundant, fulfilled life is to actually learn about yourself. And the way that you do that is seeing your patterns, seeing the things that you've maybe collected along the way that don't really serve you as an adult, but helped shape part of who you are. So I wanted to explain that because in this, this viral TikTok video, so if you don't already, please go follow me on TikTok. It's lots of fun. I do lots of fun teaching and there's lots of um, good information. So if you like the podcast, um, you'll probably really like TikTok because I just share so much. Um, but you know, there were, there were lots of like, um, there were lots of people who, you know, it, it, like with anything else, you know, you have people where it really resonates with them and people can only meet you as, as deeply as they've met themselves. So that, that message triggered some people, probably triggered one of their parental emotional wounds. I was like, I can help you with that. <laughs> Good business. I'm just kidding. Um, but I, I share that because I wanted to share those things to understand a little bit more about trauma and some of the nuances of it. And so some of the elements specifically of trauma is one, trauma is a full sensory experience. So this is why in PTSD, people who have been diagnosed that a smell can trigger an emotional flare up, um, that a sound or a touch, because what happens is you're still in that moment, you're still taking in all of your surroundings through your senses but they're just not being fully processed. So it's almost like there's like this like glitch of like uh, scratch in the system where it's like all of the sensory is still happening, but all of the emotions are not pairing well. It's like when the sound and the, the video don't sync up in a movie and you're like, well, that's odd. Like I kind of know what they're saying. I can kind of, but it's not together. So then when that happens again, it triggers the same emotional experience, but in a different scenario. Okay, so one, they are full sensory experiences, which is why oftentimes you are triggered by smells, tastes, things like this. So it's often why you can go into a workplace that has maybe a similar smell to something that was happening at the time that a trauma, even if you don't remember it, occurred, and you can have a lot of anxiety right away because of that smell. And you may not be aware of the memory you're like, my job, I just, I hate going into it. I've always, there's always been something about it, but it pays the bills. It's probably because something like this, you're not meant to be there or you need to do some healing. It's either showing you, you feel anxious because one, you are not meant to be there, not meant to be at your job, or two, you have unhealed trauma. There is a memory that is triggering that. 
So that's one of the elements of trauma. Another element of, of trauma is it's all relational. So relational means how you actually um, relate your perception of the experience. So again, when you going back to our example of a, a three-year-old, the three-year-old is the memory is going to be locked in from a three-year-old's perspective. If you were to recall that memory, it is not from a three-year-old's perspective. It is from your adult perspective, right? So say it happened when you were three, you recall it when you were 23. It's like when you, um, I don't know if you've ever done this, but um, I live in the same city that I grew up in. So at one point, like went back to like my kindergarten room and my kindergarten room was so little, so little. And I very vividly remember it feeling very big. I remember the bathrooms feeling big. Tiny, you guys, they were tiny. I should have like done square footage because I was like, damn, how did I, how did they fit so many kids in here? Um, but you know, our school system, that's a whole other thing. Um, but you, so your awareness of the memory may have a lot of rational logic and you're like, that, that didn't cause trauma. It's, it's all relational. It's who gave, not to say gave you, but triggered this overly emotional experience that you couldn't process. Now, even if you look at your, your perception of, so your few things. So relational is how you relate to obviously the experience, right? Your perception of it, but also who is interacting with you in the, in the, the experience. So if this is someone that is your primary caregiver, and is supposed to be your source of love and comfort and they do they make you feel safe unsafe or unloved it is contradictory to what you believe should be your experience with them and if it is so extreme that can cause trauma again trauma is not it, it's it's not what people think especially the how it's being used in a lot of healing work and things like that i think um, what people understand of trauma is very limited. So I really am using this podcast episode in particular to educate you, to educate those around you. And that way you can speak more fluently and freely about what's going on without a lot of the shame that seems to come with trauma, the word. The third thing that I want to bring up, so we have, it is a full experience. Okay. So these are some of the elements of trauma. It is a full experience. It is also relational, so it has to do with your perception at the time. And then the third thing is your beliefs that really influence trauma. So if you're like me, or a lot of the people kind of my age, um, I will be 35 next month, um, and I'm getting younger and younger every day. I don't know if you know this, you guys, but I'm youthing. Not aging, I'm youthing, okay? You should try it, it's really great. Um, has to do with your beliefs. Okay, so if you were like me and you grew up kind of in this time era or before, religion, especially a very um, Christian-dominated, whatever sect you believe, very Christian-dominated belief system came with a lot of um, like morality shaming about what you should and shouldn't do. This is just an example. But so say that again, we're going back to our three-year-old and the parent. If you had gone to church, the kids absorb the words, the feelings, the frequencies of everything that's being delivered. Even if they cannot 
a reiterate back to you a sermon that was given, a talk that was given by, by somebody within the church. However, they pick up on the feeling of every single word. They pick up on the feeling of the parent as somebody, the parent or their guardians or whoever their, their person is, their people, they help, they tap into their nervous system how and their energy. If they are constantly dysregulated nervous system, the child is trying to feed off of that and kind of perceive the world through that. So if they believe that children should be seen and not heard, that children really should be listening and you should always listen to your parents and be obedient. And here we come again to, to dinner or um, to bedtime. And the parent has always told you should listen to your parents it's, or your, your elders. It's a respect thing. You don't question your elders. And here you have a child that that energy of that has been embedded into their subconscious and they are revolting because they again want to you know, play with their toys or whatever it is against their parents, the belief that, and the energy of that is going against a belief system that is already in, embedded in their subconscious. So when we're just trying to deconstruct and demystify and de destigmatize trauma, trauma is not something that you should feel shame for or that you think that you're going to get out of this world without. So we should really stop giving trauma the word so much damn credit because everybody has it. Everybody has it. I kind of uh, make this joke sometimes, which I'm not, you guys, if you know me in person, I'm A, very funny, <laughs> but, but B, we are meant to also, I don't know if you've ever met any um, yogis or sages or people, Buddhists who practice, you know, monks, that's their living, their livelihood. That's, you know, they're usually very funny people, <laughs> very quick witted, don't take life too seriously. So, you know, I, I always joke, I'm like, I, you know, I'm doing the best I can and I'm just hoping I'm not fucking up my kids too bad. But that's the thing is I already know. I already know there are things that I've done that have left an impression. I can see it in their behaviors. And all I can do is that having that awareness that my behavior, my nervous system, my energy affects them, all I can do to really give them the best ability possible to heal is to heal myself. Is to look at my patterns, my belief systems, my, my perceptions of the world and really expand on the things that I know to be true for me. And the things that keep me from being me, the things that create that little hiccup and that little scratch in the system, give it love. Pouring more shame on it, pouring more guilt on it, pouring more anything does not help. In fact, if you focus on always healing, you will never heal, my friends. You will not. Because you're always going to be in the process. You're so attached to the process. You're so attached to the word. Drop the attachment to your trauma. And the way that you do that is look at what ways can I feel more whole? What ways can I feel more love? What ways can I feel more kindness? It's not that you're, you didn't have any of these experiences, but I, to continue to focus on those, the mind is really 
always trying to, it's always creating, always. It's always generating a new experience. And it is a very, it's a machine that's very goal oriented. It does a great job of, okay, if we're trying to create something, how do I construct this? How do I become this magnet to create this kind of reality? What people can I call into my life? And so if you're constantly identifying with healing, you're also gonna constantly attract people who are in the, the midst of the drama, of the problems, of the trauma. You're going to attract experiences where it's not for your highest alignment, it's to help you continue to learn the lessons, to repeat the lessons. So really when you look at trauma, we're, we're getting it out into the open. It is what it is. Everybody's got it. You know, some of the lessons that I had to learn were worthiness of receiving love. Very much thought I was unworthy of receiving love for a long time and did not realize that was the emotions that I was feeling behind the behaviors that were keeping me sad, keeping me doing destructive things, keeping me from really living what felt like I know to be now my purpose kept me in self-sabotage because feeling unworthy of love is not just a partner relationship thing. It was coming from myself. It was coming from friendships. It was coming from relationships. It was coming from family. It was coming from so many things. So it's, it's not, everybody has it, okay? Everybody has it. And it's not something to be ashamed of. And it's not something that you don't talk about. You say, these are the things that I really picked up along the way because my parents were doing the best that they could, but these are things that they also need to work through. People, parents are human. Your parents are human and it, it's not, we're not doing these things to expose them. We're exposing humanity and the elements of being fucking human. Human, you're just a human. So give yourself a little bit more grace. Give yourself a little bit more love. Stop focusing on the trauma and look at it as an experience that you had. And at that time, your perception, your beliefs, your awareness was limited, but now you can work through it. And so there are a lot of processes that I do. That's part of the reason that I do pair healing sessions with entrepreneurship is that if you have a go at entrepreneurship and you don't do any healing work, it will not last. It will not last. The money could last, but your emotional experience takes a toll. You are unhappy, you are depressed, things like that. That's why when I say money doesn't bring you happiness, it's not because money can't buy you a lot of things. <laughs> can't buy you a lot of ease, can't buy you a lot of fun toys. But what is going on in the inside in your relationship to money is still fucked up. You still have trauma around it. So no matter how much you make, that trauma will still be there and you will still feel unsatisfied. This is why healing is so important. It's part, I mean, it's part of the reason a large, large majority of my clientele are entrepreneurs for that reason, but I help all sorts of people. And it was something that I felt like I really was like, oh, this really is so, so good and needs to be understood and addressed. So I hope you found a lot of value in that. Again, if you are somebody that, that you're like, hey, that sound, that soul alignment accelerator, that, that business mentorship with some healing is like right up my right up my alley and it sounds like I need it, I do have two spots open. So just email me, shalinecarter at gmail.com um, and we can kind of have a chat over whether or not it'd be a good fit. But 
if you're needing more information on this, if you're wanting a more lighthearted place to learn about healing, head over to TikTok. Gosh, so much good stuff that I'm sharing over there. Um, and then I do have some other projects kind of in the works coming up for you guys, um, as well as some yoga teacher trainings happening next year. So if you're wanting to understand a little bit more about yoga, we've got a retreat coming up. Um, so lots of ways to really embark on your spiritual journey. And it kind of looks a little different for everybody. It's, um, you know, it's really a, a unveiling of yourself. It's kind of like this unboxing, right? You're like, you know, all the good shit's in there, but sometimes you have to get through some of the, the difficult tape that people put on there. All right, you're just, just cutting open the tape, flipping open the lid, just exposing it and not, not giving it the same emotional charge. So if you have any questions about any of the things that I have talked about in today's episode, please, please, please do not hesitate to reach out, um, whether on socials, Instagram, TikTok, all the things. Um, or if you're like, nope, I'm ready for, for some stuff. I'm also taking one-on-one -on -one healing sessions. So if you're like, I'm just kind of curious about healing, um, there is a link. I'll put it below for you to, to click to just book a one-off session. Um, but until next time, you guys, I love you. I love you. I love, I love all of you. I love the, the trauma. I love all of the things because that's part of you. That's part of who you are. And, um, you know, you should really love it all. So I love you, my friends. Cheers.